Once there was a time when all the elements of earth, sea, and sky lived on the land together in many, many villages. Many years ago, back in the old country, there lived a holy, sweet couple who loved each other so very much. A long time ago, in a village, somewhere in Tamil Nadu, there lived a monkey. There was once a man, tall and handsome, who met a, a woman, beautiful and elegant, and they fell in love with each other. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely. I love the moon. It is by far my favorite moon in our solar system. I love watching it rise full and round. I love it when it's waning and peeking in my window late at night. And I love the mornings when the sun is climbing in the sky, but a sliver of the moon hangs over the mountains. When a friend is far away, I will often talk to them while we both look at the moon so we can look at the same thing even though we are thousands of miles apart. As I was preparing this episode, I began to wonder what you, oh devoted listeners, thought when you looked at the moon. I asked that question on Facebook and got some lovely responses. Cindy commented that she loves the Scottish folk song, Aiken Drum. There was a man lived in the moon, lived in the moon, lived in the moon. There was a man lived in the moon and his name was Aiken Drum. She and a few other listeners noticed we all know the moon is made of green cheese, except when it's a harvest moon, and then it's an orangey-yellow cheese, and when there's a blue moon, you can guess what kind of cheese it is then. Seeing creatures or the man in the moon is common. One of our listeners, Cooper, says he sees a wyvern or a rabbit, depending on the angle. A wyvern is a sort of dragon with no front legs, if you've never heard of them before. Sharon said that once when visiting Mexico City, her host pointed out that Mexicans see a rabbit too. Crystal wrote that she simply saw a bright white circle, while Kit looks at it and thinks of lycanthropy and love. For those who are not familiar with the word lycanthropy, it's the term for a human who can transform into a wolf, otherwise known as a werewolf. The first story I have for you today is by Simon Brooks, who has told many lovely stories here on the podcast before and brings us another one now. This is Jaguar and Hare. Once, many years ago, in South America, there lived an elderly couple in a ram-shackled hut. They were very poor. They had few possessions, and among them were two pets a young jaguar, and a hare. Well, one day, hare and jaguar heard this noise. And then they heard voices mumbling in the background. We're going to have to eat them. We're going to have to eat them. And jaguar said, They, they just said, They just said that they're going to have to eat us. No, 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 said Hare. They said they're going to heat us up some hot chocolate and they're going to give it to me first. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm sure that they said that they were going to they were going to eat us. No, no, no. Look, who's got the biggest ears here? You or me? You've got tiny little ears. You can't hear a thing with those things. Look at my big long ears. Look, if you don't believe what, I, what I'm saying to you, why don't you get into my cage and find out? 
and I'll bring you the hot chocolate first, and I won't get any, but that's all right. I'm selfless, said the hare. So Jaguar said, mm, All right, then, I suppose. And he backed up into the tight little wooden cage, and hare shut the door, dropped the latch, and scampered out. And it wasn't long before Jaguar heard, And the old man came in with his knives, sharpening them. He looked around, once he'd seen Jaguar in the cage, and said, Well, if Hare's not here, we'll have to eat the Jaguar. Well, Jaguar broke free of the wooden cage with all of his strength and tore between the old man's legs and out into the forest. Why, that scoundrel, I'm going to find him and I'm going to eat him. I'm not going to give him a second chance. Why, he tried to trick me into being eaten by those people. Hot chocolate, my ears. <laughs> and off he went, sniffing through the forest, trying to find Hare's scent. There it is. And he followed the scent. And as he made his way through the jungle, the day ended and night began, and a full moon began to rise high above the trees, its silver light shooting down between the branches and the leaves. But Jaguar blended in well with the shadows. The trail of the scent led him to a cave where there was a fire already burning in the entrance. Jaguar could not see past the fire for it was so bright. But inside, Hare could see the outline of Jaguar outside, and he backed up to the far wall of the cave and pressed himself up against that wall in fear. He waited for Jaguar to come in, his knees knocking somewhat. Jaguar strode past the fire and spied Hare. Well, hello, friend, said Jaguar. Friend, friend, said Hare, but, 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 but I've never seen you before in my life, he said, pushing himself tighter against the back wall. Yes, I think we've friends. We used to live together, don't you remember, in that ramshackled hut, with the old man and the old woman who were going to give us some hot chocolate? Hot chocolate? Hot cho I don't know what you're talking about, said Hare. Yes, I'm sure. Well, I'm not going to give you a second chance, I'm going to eat you. Well... Don't eat me, I'm, uh, we can eat together. You see, I've got this nice warm fire going. Hare pushed himself further, back against the wall. And, 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 and I could cook supper for us, only I'm holding this wall up, you see. What do you mean? Well, after I made the fire, I, I saw this big crack and I heard it pop and I pushed myself against the wall so it wouldn't fall down. You see, and if it falls down now, well, then I won't eat anything and... and You'll be alone, and, and, well, if you help push this wall up, I know of an ideal piece of wood to prop it up. And I'll go and get this piece of wood and come back, prop it up, and we'll have supper together. Just like old friends. Um, uh, just like new friends. Yes, just like new friends. I'm not sure if I believe you. But, but I can't move anyway, so you're going to either eat me or I'm going to get crushed by the wall one way or the other. It's, I've got nothing to lose. Hmm. <clears throat> said the naive jaguar, and he put his paws up against the wall above Rabbit. And Rabbit moved slowly away. And then as soon as he got to the entrance of the cave, he bolted deep, deep, deep into the woods, laughing and joking all the way. Jaguar didn't hear this. But he began to wonder if he'd been tricked again. He looked around the wall and could see no cracks. Mm -hmm. He very gently and very carefully 
took some of his weight off the wall, and it didn't seem to give. It seemed to stay right where it was, and he eventually let go of the wall altogether, and it did not come tumbling down on him. Why, that rabbit, why, that rotten old hare, I'm going to get him no third chances for him. No way! The moon was higher in the sky now than ever before, and he found the scent easily, and he quietly made his way. And he heard in the distance. <laughs> I tricked him once, I tricked him twice. <laughs> oh, I'm so clever, I'm so clever, I'm so clever, I'm so clever, I'm so clever. Jaguar came right underneath where Hare was, for he was hanging onto a vine, bouncing on this vine, up and down, up and down. Enjoying himself immensely. Well, Jaguar soon put a stop to that. He took his claws and he held onto the vine. And he pulled it and pulled it. Until it was so tight it couldn't be pulled anymore. Hare looked down and saw Jaguar in the shadows. Uh-oh. Jaguar retracted his claws. Hare went flying through the air. until he landed on the moon and now when there's a full moon if you look up into the sky you will see hair is still there looking down upon us wondering how he can make his way back to earth So your sister got the prince. Before you do something you might regret, stop in and visit Fairy Tale Therapy and Life Coaching Services. For those fairy tale folks who get the short end of the story, Fairy Tale Therapy and Life Coaching Services would like to remind you they offer services for a variety of family members, including stepsisters, older and middle sisters. Because the way the story goes is that your younger sister got a prince and you got your eyes pecked out by birds. We also have services for disapproving kings, because your kids didn't get the hint that you don't want to give them the throne, and that is why you're sending them on ridiculous quests. And stepmothers. We know that providing all the opportunities you can for your natural-born children seems to justify any action. Come talk to us before they heat up the iron shoes. A group of certified therapists and fairy godmothers can help find you solutions that don't involve attempted murder, abuse, or getting eaten by large animals. Remember, you deserve your own happily ever after. There were, of course, many listeners who commented about the poems or stories about the moon that rose in their minds. Judith noticed there is a tale from New Zealand about a girl who is particularly rude and is taken to the moon to learn about manners. Linda, a storyteller from Colorado, sent in a tale about the fox and the mole from Peru, and Vanita was reminded about a poem by James Whitcomb Riley titled The Man in the Moon. Alexis thinks about the myth of the Greek goddess Diana. She is the goddess of the hunt and the moon, and woe unto those who cross her path. One of our younger listeners, also named Linda, believed in the moon cheese theory for a while, but was so inspired she created her own story about the moon and the stars, and perhaps I can hear her tell it one day. One of the listeners, Peggy, mentioned that for her, the moon represents the feminine. It's mysterious but dependable. 
the tides ebb and flow. And if the moon has that effect on all of our oceans, well, just remember our bodies are mostly water too. And then came the comment that I was waiting for from Suzanne, who said, this is all very nice, but don't forget what it means to moon somebody. Now, if you're not sure what that means, well, as I said, when I was a teacher, that is a question for mom or dad. But how did the moon get to where it is in the sky? One possible explanation will be revealed in the next story by Donna Washington, who will tell us Brother Sun and Sister Moon. There's a story that says Brother Sun and Sister Moon did not live in the sky like they do today. Oh, no. They were married and lived here on the earth. Brother Sun was married to Sister Moon. And they lived in a huge house. And people from all over the world would come to their house. And Brother Sun loved to show off his house. He would say, this is the room we stand up in, and this is the room we sit down in. And this room, we don't do anything. We just sit around and stare at each other. And everybody loved his house. And the people would say, ooh, ah, hmm, oh. And Brother Sun loved that. But there was one person on the earth who never came to Brother Sun's house. His own brother, Brother Water. And Brother Sun would pace back and forth and back and forth, and he would say to his wife, Sister Moon, Why doesn't my brother come? Everyone in the world has been here. Why not my own brother? And Sister Moon would say, Husband, be quiet. Just because your brother doesn't come look at your house doesn't mean he doesn't love you. But Brother Sun was determined that his brother would come and see the house, and so he went to Brother Water's house and knocked on the door. Pump, pump. Brother Water opened the door and said, Brother Sun, my brother. And Brother Sun said, Why haven't you come to see my house? Everyone in the world's been here but you. And Brother Water said, I cannot come. Well, why not? If I tell you, do you promise not to be offended? Well, of course I'm not going to be offended. Why can't you come see my house? Brother Water said, If I come, I cannot come alone. I must bring my wife, my children, and all of my relations and your house is not big enough. And even though Brother Sun promised he would not be offended, he was offended. He went straight home and hammered inside and nailed and hammered inside and nailed and built and built and built and built and built until his house was ten times bigger than it was before. People came from all over the world, walked through that house and went, Ooh, ah, hmm, oh. And Brother Sun loved it. This staircase only goes up. This staircase only goes down. And that staircase, it doesn't go anywhere. We just put one there because we wanted to. <laughs> and everyone in the world came to see the house except Brother Water. And Brother Sun paced back and forth and said, Why doesn't my brother come? Everyone in the world has been here except my own brother. Sister Moon sat sewing and she said, Husband, be quiet. I'm sure your brother doesn't love you any less just because he doesn't come to see this house. But Brother Sun was determined. He went to Brother Water's house and knocked on the door. Pop, pop, pop. Brother Water opened the door and said, Brother Sun, my brother. Brother Sun said, How come you haven't come to see my house? Everyone in the world has come to see my house except you, my own brother. It's a shameful thing. Brother Water said, I cannot come. Brother Sun said, Well, why not? If I tell you, do you promise not to be offended? Of course I'm not going to be offended. Why can't you come see my house? Because if I come, I cannot come alone. I must bring my wife, 
my children, all of my relations, and your house is not big enough. And even though Brother Sun promised he would not be offended, he was offended. He went straight home. He had me saw he nailed, he had me saw he nailed, and built 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 until his house covered most of the face of the earth. People walked into the house. They did not know what to say. Ooh. Ah. Oh. And everyone came except Brother Water. And Brother Sun was furious. He turned to his wife. Sister Moon, you cook food and get some chairs. I'm going to go and bite him and he better come. Sister Moon said, husband, if he doesn't... And Brother Sun said, shut up, woman. I told you to cook and get some chairs. Sister Moon didn't say a thing. She turned around and went into the kitchen. Brother Sun went to Brother Water's house and beat on the door. Bang, bang, bang. Brother Water opened the door and said, Brother Sun. Brother Sun said, shut up. You're coming to my house. Bring your wife, your children, all of your relations. My house is big enough. And Brother Water said, are you sure? And Brother Sun said, yes. And so it was that some hours later, over the hill, here came Brother Water with his wife, his children, and all of his relations. And there were a whole bunch of them. They got to the door. Brother Sun said, Come in! Come in! There's chairs and food! And Brother Water said, Are you sure? And Brother Sun said, Yes! And so they came in and 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 in until Brother Sun and Sister Moon were plastered up against the back wall of their home on the first floor. Everyone stopped moving, and Brother Sun said, Okay, everybody, there's chairs and food. And Brother Water said, Wait a minute. We are not all in here yet. And Brother Sun said, well, come in. There's chairs and food. And Brother Water asked him, he said, are you sure? And Brother Sun said, yes. And so they came in and 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 in until Brother Sun and Sister Moon were plastered up against the ceiling on the fifth floor of their house. And everything stopped moving. And Brother Sun said, Okay, everybody, there's chairs and food. And Brother Water called back, Wait a minute. We are all not in here yet. And Brother Sun said, Well, come in. There's chairs and food. And Brother Water asked him, he said, Are you sure? And Brother Sun said, Yes. And so they came in and in and in, 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 until Brother Sun and Sister Moon were standing on the roof of their house. And Brother Sun called down the chimney. Okay, everybody, there's chairs and food. And Brother Water called out from the fireplace. Wait a minute. 
We are all not in here yet. And Brother Sun said, Well, come in! There's chairs and food! And Brother Water called out, Are you sure? And Brother Sun said, Yes! And so they came in and 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 in until Brother Sun and Sister Moon got stuck up in the sky. Now that house was so huge, it covered most of the face of the earth, and it turned out to be just the right size for Brother Water, his wife, his children, and all of his relations. And they liked it so well that they stayed there. And if you look at a map of the world today, you will see they still live in that house. They cover most of the face of the earth. Up in the sky, Brother Sun turned to Sister Moon. And she looked at him and she said, You idiot! We had a nice life and a nice house, but were you satisfied? No! I want Brother Water to come see my house. I want Brother Water to come see my house. Well, you know what? I never want to speak to you again! And Sister Moon took off running across the sky. Brother Sun said, I'm sorry! And he took off running after her. And if you look up in the sky... You can still see them there today. They go round and round and round. She is still not talking to him. And he is still trying to catch her and apologize. Well, every now and again he does catch her, and we have an eclipse. But she always gets away. And that's the story of Brother Sun and Sister Moon. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show notes and more information about the storytellers you heard today can be found at storystorypodcast.com forward slash episode 21. Show the love. Find Simon Brooks and Donna Washington on Facebook. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. Also, a thank you as big as the moon to the listeners who sent in their comments about the moon and helped shape this week's episode. Are you curious about the stories that I mentioned before that weren't told? I've added links to the show notes on the webpage. You can go check those out. In Fairy Tales, the magic number is three, so I have three things for you to do. One, like and rate the show on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. A big thank you to Disasterpiece Theater from the United States, who commented, Each story is so unique, and the storytelling is amazing. I'm impressed every time. Highly recommended. Also, when I look at where this podcast is being listened to around the world, I noticed I have 22 listeners in Tokyo. I am very curious about you. And if you would like to come on over to the Facebook page, drop me a message. I'd love to say hello. The second thing for you to do is join the mailing list. You will get a link to the podcast delivered to your inbox, plus news and other storytelling related goodness. Three, consider becoming a supporter. For as little as $4 a month, you help support the podcast and get a story story short, which is just what it sounds like, a short story often recorded by the storyteller just for patrons. The short for this episode is The Garden by Colorado storyteller Kate Lutz. You can find out how to support the podcast and join the mailing list at storystorypodcast.com. And a huge thank you to our ongoing supporters. If you would like to stay connected, you can find me and the podcast on Facebook and Twitter. I post a visual for every fairy tale sponsor, something you can't see via podcast. 
Also, when you're there, let me know the favorite story you've heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. Next podcast, I have stories for you about humans and the creatures they become. You might even hear a story from yours truly. I hope you'll join me again. And until then, live happily ever after. The wedding lasted for seven days. I know. I was there. I would cross 27 countries, wear out three pairs of boots, battle two giants, and the grandmother of all witches, Baba Yaga, before I was reunited with my frog princess. But that's a story for another time. The last thing he said before he died was a curse on anyone who would dare to go sing with the fairies. Just because a story is strange, do not mistake. It can also be true. <laughs>